Welcome to the survival podcast for people who take movies too seriously. We survived the apocalypse, so you don't have to. I'm Johnny. And I'm Shane. And hey, that was a really good intro <laughs> after loads of trip-ups. Yay. <laughs> and to, we're, we're back in the bunker. Yes, we're back in the bunker. We've battened down the hatches. Nobody's getting in because Yellowstone's going off. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, there's there's hot ash flying yeah. out there. It's... How would a I would just feel like we're going way too quick in. I know. It. Yeah, yeah. But how would you fare in a like in a bunker with a molten lava? Well, you're just going to be. You see, I have lots of notes on the subject of what would happen during an eruption. So it all yeah. depends how far away you are from, and where you are situated in the world. And something like Yellowstone is a super volcano. Yeah. So. It will affect the entire world. This is the um, so that's it's more the uh, longer lasting effects is what you have to survive. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're within, say, two hundred miles of Yellowstone, you'll be okay in a bunker. If you're within a hundred miles, you should be okay with a bunker, but it'd be like a couple of nukes going off. Yeah. If you're within, like. 35 miles of it you're fucked you're dead <laughs> there's no way uh, yeah even yeah. In, in, a, in a, even in a bunker you'll be you won't be able to get out of your bunker that's exactly you'll be it. buried under yeah. too much ash and if you're even closer again you'll just get uh like lava coming at you as well so yeah well and even if like even if you're in the most protected bunker in the world if you're close to the actual flow of lava you're just going to be trapped in rock that's going to cool and over yeah. You're never getting out of there, Dan. You're but no, like even even if you're within, uh, like the thirty-five to fifty miles away from it, the you're gonna have basically one of the worst snowfalls ever in terms of mass coming mm. on top of you that never melts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you just have this ash that could be like twelve, thirteen feet tall, tall sitting on the door exit of your bunker so you're not gonna be able to lift it or get yeah. out of it so yeah <laughs> and that's what we're talking about today that's exactly what we're, we're talking today. about uh super volcanoes not your average run-of-the-mill uh, well a little bit well i was gonna have some notes oh yeah but i was gonna lead to what we will be doing that next week <laughs> we'll be doing it backwards oh yeah, yeah well we can well it's both it's really a two-parter about volcanoes because there's yeah, a lot yeah. to talk about with volcanoes we say what we're gonna do next week or? uh one of the Greatest movies of all time. Oh, it's such a good movie. Dante's Peak. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're going to do that next week. As opposed to Volcano. Which you, I thought you preferred. No, no, I just said maybe would we do uh, oh, you do one and I do the other, but then actually I was thinking about it and Volcano is just a... It's not very realistic in compared to Dante's Peak. That's the Dante's Peak, as silly as it is, it's actually like it at least tries... This is a conversation for next week, though. I know, yeah. It seems like there. we're doing it backwards, though, because we're doing super volcanoes now. But the reason is... We're talking about the end of the world, where this is leading from the road episode. We're still kind of... It's funny, because the last two episodes we've done have also been the sort of sequels yeah. to, to the road episode. And we're, we're trying to cover all our bases. So we yeah. did the road we did, then that obviously led in conversations about cannibalism, which was the Donner Party, and now we're going to talk about... And as I read more into this super volcanoes, I think it is very likely. That's why I was going to say you text me sometime last week when you were researching, saying yeah. like the more uh, I, I was like, no, no, it, this is what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, do you want to just 
will I jump in? Just why, yeah, what is it? Um, I'll also go back and listen to the road episode if you don't yeah. know why. Okay. I have tons of notes here. I watched a volcano documentary and took notes and I read up on loads of other volcanoes that happened in the past and found other kind of tie-in things and stuff like that. So, um, so to give you a little bit of idea of Yellowstone itself, it last erupted roughly about 640,000 years ago. Yeah. So three quarters of a million years ago, um, it went off and just caused a massive extinction um, within the area. It's, uh, let me see, in the last 16 million years, it's erupted in super eruptions 15 times. Yeah. So roughly about once every million years. And it's been... 640,000 years since the last one. So the next one could happen tomorrow. It could happen another two, 300,000 years. Yeah, yeah. We don't know. Right. Um, give you an idea. The magma chamber, which is like the opening at the top of most, most volcanoes. So the, I suppose the, what would normally be a cone. but it's, Yeah, it was a cone is on a uh, Yellowstone. It's 35 miles wide. Uh, and it's low down to the ground. It's not a peak because of just the way it's erupted. That so much uh, uh, like magma and lava has come up from underneath it that it reduced all the mountains around. Yeah. By like a couple of miles. Like they just dropped in level because you think that there's nothing underneath them anymore. Yeah. So they just yeah. drop down. So it's kind of, it is a peak. It's just such a big peak it doesn't look like a peak anymore <laughs> well, and that's a thing um it's worth mentioned then like we're talking about super volcanoes that yeah. they're all like caldera is the scientific term yes that this is yeah. a, a caldera uh, but they're not because I, I might have confused it's not your people. classic volcano yeah. yeah but i might have confused people by saying cone but calderas don't actually they're not like your cartoon the image of a volcano some people might have on their head of like the yeah. the mountain. A caldera would be more like... It's a mountain with a hole in the top. But it would be more like a... They're so big, it's more like a crater versus like yeah. Yeah, a cauldron almost. A, a caldera is this big cauldron of yeah, it's a just, volcano. It's just a large did you, field. <laughs> did you say how big? Sorry? Did you I say did, the size? This, yeah, there's this 35 miles, 35 miles wide yeah. is... Uh, is the magma chamber, which is the, I suppose, the peak, the opening, the mouth of the volcano. Yeah. Think of it that way. We, um, Plus, however many more miles underneath it, you know. And for those who might not know too, just because we, we just went right into it talking about Yellowstone's volcano. Um, Yellowstone's, it's of course a park. Yellowstone's Park, that's where this volcano yeah. is. It was set in like the 1890s. Yeah. Um, they knew, they always knew there was a volcano somewhere underneath it. But they could never yeah, pinpoint. Yeah, with the hot springs and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, but they they could never pinpoint it. It wasn't until the advent of like satellite photography. And they went, "Oh no, it is, is the volcano." Yeah, <laughs> the, the park is the volcano. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is kind of yeah. So, can you imagine the first guy that saw that? <laughs> you just you just kind of looking at it, going, "Okay, so if we and then, uh, oh, <laughs> Johnny." <laughs> That's a really good. Can we sketch. have a look at this? That's a good sketch, actually. <laughs> yeah. We should. Uh, we always do, we should just have a YouTube channel for doing those things. Yeah, we need to start doing that stuff. Um, <laughs> the so yeah, the based on the geological evidence from that last eruption, which was six hundred forty thousand years ago, um, 
they can give I've, I've a good kind of description of what would happen in an eruption. Yeah. Um, of like when it actually goes off. And then I've kind of stuff about like the fallout and then recent examples of big volcanoes. You mentioned one before when we were doing the road episode. Um, the, and you I couldn't remember the exact year, which was the Tambora eruption, is it? There was two, yeah. The, the Tambora was... Yeah, and you, you were talking about the year without summer. Year without like, summer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I have a few bits on that as well. Um, I'm sure you have them as well, though, do you? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Mount Tam- Tambora is the one you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Caused. I remember you couldn't remember the year when we were doing uh, the road. No, I think that was the later one, because I was talking about two. There was one in 1890, oh, okay, 1815, because I know the year without summer is 1816, 1815. Yeah, yeah, Tambora. Yeah, yeah. Anyway... Um, and I've won about a more recent one, which is like, I think in the 80s, I know, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, the eruption, 640,000 years ago, um, as I said, it was saying earlier, anything within 100 miles was destroyed from the eruption. Uh, so like that, even if you are in a really well protected bunker, you're not getting out of it. Um, so it would have started off uh, first with uh, just like lifts of the ground and some earthquakes and like the ground shifting a little bit, so you'd have some maybe some landslides, some trees falling over, a bit of shaking earthquakes, and the ground would literally like rise up and then just drop like mm. real suddenly around the area. Um, then the geysers or geysers, whatever you want to call them, um, they would break and explode higher than they ever have before, so they just like suddenly erupt, go really high up, and keep going as the water would boil off. Um, and then this would create massive holes in the ground. So even like the rock around the water and stuff like think of it as like a bowl of water. The bowl is just gone. Yeah. So the ground yeah. that's left in the shape of it is um is what's left and these holes. So you know, animals are gonna fall into these holes. if people are still around, haven't run away yet, they're gonna run away. Um the good thing about this is there's a good bit of notice. There's going to be, it's not something that, like, you're not going to suddenly wake up and go, oh, shit, this went off. You're going to get, like, there's going to be seismic um, uh, of course, readings yeah. kind of building up and building up with that. So it's not quite like an asteroid hitting from the blind side of, uh, of yeah, telescopes yeah. or something. You know, It's very, very different. Um, or someone setting off a nuke. Like, there's no warning at all. Where this is, there's plenty of warning. So that's the plus side of it. Um, they reckon it, it exploded with the force... Uh, with such a force that it would send uh, ash and rock into the high atmosphere uh, with the power of a hydrogen bomb. Uh, the heavier rocks would fall back, spreading uh, out for mi- for tens of miles, um, and the ash would be at a roughly 800 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 426 degrees Celsius, and turn into a hurricane <laughs> of hot ash and spread out. Um this this is from the first eruption. Right? Mm. This would then cause like a domino effect because dealing with Yellowstone is there's lots of other older mouths. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they would start erupting as well in like kind of a domino effect. There's other like uh, channels of magma un- underground and they would start like spouting out along the way, creating more and more clouds. Um, and this, all, like all that could happen over like two weeks. So it is quite slow. Um. So the whole the whole eruption by the time it actually stops doing could be a couple of weeks, could be even a month or two before it stops. So just to give you an idea, the effects of that then. Uh two and a half trillion tons of volcanic ash would drift into the air 
and the winds and destroy most of America under a dark cloud. <laughs> um, 12 foot, 4 meters of debris would eventually fall back down. So like that if you're in a bunker, you're going to have a 12 foot snowfall that's never going to melt sitting on top of you and it weighs a lot more than snow. Um, the lighter particles will float around in the atmosphere and they'll hide the sun for about estimated 6 to 8 years. <laughs> so um a three to five degree celsius drop globally no matter what <laughs> is yeah. what will occur um and this could uh is enough of a drop to kill off tropical plants around the world and that has a knock-on effect on animal life across the whole planet um so the sun would be completely blocked like it would be nighttime nearly for uh, at least a year and then the effects of that like uh, all the ash still in the atmosphere it's still going to be dark and overcast for another like six to eight years after that yeah um but it's it's properly like blocked it the sun is gone for like a year <laughs> is the idea um so the plant life recovery from that is going to take like decades yeah to come yeah. back um so if you think about it like all trees are dead uh because like they're not gonna they're just stuck in that winter they're gonna all the trees are dead so then there's no more mature plants in the in the plant system um everything has to start over like things like seeds and roots and stuff will survive in the ground yeah yeah but they just won't grow for around that six-year period where there's not enough heat and sunlight uh so it's not like all plants are extinct yeah we're, we're screwed or anything like that um and the um as a result of like all those mature plants and stuff, then there's less protection for storms. Uh, there's more landslides because there's no like a lot of root structures are destroyed and stuff from the trees uh, and plants. So you're going to get a lot of landslides and like flooding and stuff is going to be a huge problem. Um, and here's the mad thing: like they discovered archaeologically, uh, they found it was it was about a hundred or two hundred kilometers or two hundred miles away from Yellowstone. They found these mass graves. Of animals. Yeah. Uh, did you find... Did you I've, I've heard about this before. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. They found all these mass graves and they couldn't quite explain... Uh, they just found like thousands and thousands... Oh, sorry, it was found a thousand miles away. Sorry. Uh, showing and that all these animals... And these are all animals that are just not found in North America at all. But at the time, they were basically different versions of like zebras and... Yeah, yeah. Uh, really big cats and uh like giraffes and stuff that you would only think were in africa but they were there originally but they're not there anymore they haven't been there for six hundred forty thousand years yeah yeah um and what they discovered was they all, all died all... from they all died from poisoning from breathing in the ash and it caused mutations in their bones and stuff like they were they're were shown i was in the documentary i was shown it was crazy like they were shown um the skeletal structures and like the jawbone and all this like bubbled bone up to a certain part um, and see because volcanic ash is basically glass so it's tiny glass particles yeah yeah and then you're breathing that in so it's just like cutting you and you're getting infections and as well just the effects it has on you genetically it messes you up and stuff um, so it's a really horrible way to die <laughs> yeah um, and where have I got the... Oh, yeah, I already said that. Um, however, there's a positive to this. <laughs> that once it does come back, 
once we do get like once it is cleared out of the uh, atmosphere and all the dust has settled the ground that is covered in ash is going to be extremely fertile and once we start recovering or once um or what did happen sorry once uh like all the plant life started regrowing it was far more fertile land than ever so it had like grew back really quickly and you had massive forests and stuff grew that's as a result. yeah and that's a really good point because you know volcanoes are this terrifying idea in general especially a super volcano and i think there's four confirmed calderas in the world but there might be so, five yeah. there's one under i think is it antarctic is it something like that I'm trying to remember Actually, I'm there's a map sure. right behind you sorry uh, i think there's one in greenland sorry i thought you had a map of volcanoes <laughs> no, no there's a world map right above your head um <laughs> iceland there's is it iceland uh, iceland's in it, where underneath iceland there's just a giant volcanic rock that's gradually lifting growing at the top like that eventually yeah. will just well iceland oh okay, I, yeah. iceland was created by a volcano yeah but that's why i was leading to that 80 uh, percent of the world is the result of a vol of volcanic eruptions yeah, most yeah. of like the reason we are alive is because of these eruptions too because all that's what, how the world started basically yeah it's a, 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 a ball of molten lava that slowly cooled <laughs> well it's slowly creeping from the earth's core and just going yeah. out through cracks but yeah so like it would end it would it, we, we it can cause a mass extinction event but a volcano yeah. will never end the world it will actually only create eventually new life yeah yeah like the first organisms yeah. were created as a result of the gas from yeah. eruptions essentially and it, and it wouldn't like it it's happened before obviously yeah, it's yeah. loads of times over 16 million years and it, the effects it had on evolution were very are quite varying so there was a whole species that went extinct but then there was a whole other species that are obviously still around today that survived they've probably evolved slightly differently say for horses or something or yeah, yeah more striped and now they're not like you know there's, there's a lot of that kind of humans early very early versions of humans existed up to two million years ago this was six hundred forty thousand yeah. years ago so people survived do you have anything about bottlenecking but no 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 i'm gonna re- just as it's relevant now i'm gonna read you about the uh the bottlenecking um uh, where is it here now let me move so, uh, this is the genetic bottlenecking theory. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Uh, about 70,000 uh, 70, years ago, the diversity of, human, of the human race was cut down from hundreds of thousands to thousands. Yeah. So, they reckoned, from what they could figure out, is all of people who are living today can be traced back to um, a colony of about 3,000 to 10,000 humans. Yeah. So all 7 billion people who are walking here are related to these, say, 10,000 people. Yeah. And they reckon around 70,000 years ago, there was more people <laughs> than that. And a caldera, which was, it's connected with... Uh, it's believed to be connected directly with the Toba volcanic eruption, um, which was close to the size of Yellowstone, um, causing uh, genetic bottlenecking. Uh, so the Toba super uh, super eruption was a super volcano eruption that occurred sometime between sixty nine thousand and seventy seven thousand years ago, um, which is today is now Lake Toba in Indonesia. 
um, and it's one of the Earth's uh, largest known eruptions. The Toba catastrophe hypothesis <laughs> uh, holds that this event caused a global volcanic winter six to ten years and possibly a thousand year long cooling episode. So they think it probably caused like the last ice age. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. um, and the bottlenecking, uh, I've kind of a better breakdown description over here is uh, according to genetic the the genetic bottleneck theory between 50,000 and 100,000 years ago human population uh, sharply sorry human populations sharply decreased between uh, 3,000 and 10,000 surviving individuals it is supported by genetic evidence suggested that today's humans are descended from a very small population of people uh, uh, of about 10,000 breeding pairs that existed about 70,000 years ago so it won't kill everything, but it will <laughs> reduce populations yeah. hugely. Um, and that was... Now, that's only a theory I read loads up on it, and there was loads of people saying that that's not what of happened, course, yeah. and there's loads of counter-arguments and stuff. But for the sake of this... It's an interesting I place think it's to really go interesting. with. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it, because even you know, whatever hope uh, a new, uh, of a sort of a new world being created after it, like... Yeah. I mean that's not what we talk about we talk about how we'll all be fucked for, yeah, <laughs> for a yeah. good portion of yeah, it yeah. um but so, for, so just to stop from all that now so far yeah so yeah you, that's all you, the facts so yeah so you there. definitely think that is what happened in the road um i think it's very likely because from what i read in the descriptions and like getting the winter for years and yeah all the vegetation dying that's all your food gone so from all the research you've done do you think the road is a likely result of a caldera? Yes. Going off. Okay. So. Though. Exactly. Now going by how the road is depicted. I've only seen the film. I haven't read the book. Yeah. But from how I've read it is. That's Amer- like from seeing the film. It's obviously America. Yeah. That's what it'd be like in America. The rest of the world will go to shit. Yeah. Yeah. But we would have some surviving vegetation and food and stuff. It would be less of a catastrophe, say, in Europe or all the way around in, say, Australia or something like that compared to in the States. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Which could be very likely in the road because you're only seeing it from one perspective anyway. Well, do we remind people about the year without a summer to give an idea of what Yeah, you, the... you, you have stuff on it, do you? Well, I'm just regurgitating stuff yeah, I've yeah. already talked about with you, but The Year Without a Summer, if you haven't heard of it, it was also called 1800 and Starving. <laughs> or 1800 and Starved to Death, that's what they call oh, it. Yeah, which yeah. It tells you what it was. Um, so that was like just weather uh, abnormalities in 1816 that was the result, in theory at least, of the 1815 eruption of yeah. Mount Tambora. And you said, so what was it, if Yellowstone was to go off, a global temperature drop of six degrees? Um, Something like that, yeah. I have, yeah, just to give you a slight idea, I'll let you talk about Tambora a bit more, because I have a fact about it with compared to Yellowstone. Well, I was, go- yeah, well, I was going to say, if um we, we like, first of all, Mount Tambora wasn't a, a super volcano. No. But it was such a... It caused so much abnormalities. It dropped the global temperature by zero point seven degrees to up to one point five, yeah, which doesn't really? seem like a huge thing. But if it's that massive, yeah. if that and that's just if one eruption can do that, 
can you imagine what could happen if a super volcano reduced it by whatever yeah up the, to six degrees up to uh, six degrees or if not more the mantambora eruption affected it was mainly like exporting goods and stuff i had this huge effect on that i read something like i think i don't i know I, I think uh oats 1k of oats the average price this time was 15 cent so that'd be about yeah. two euro now Oh, it went up to 95 cents. Holy crap. So you can imagine increases like that. Because yeah, there was less of a harvest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, damage, and it damaged crops and just, like, yeah. trade routes were ruined and stuff. I read a thing, it was the last known time to cause any form of famine in Europe, which was already, at, at the time, was the most developed country in the, or most developed area in the world was Europe. Yeah, yeah. Had the best agriculture, the high, like had the most organized governments and farm established agriculture, the whole lot and trade and all that. And there was famine in Europe, and it would for the first time it had happened in a couple of centuries, and it's the last time it happened as well. In fact, and it's kind of it's funny how things come all come together because this kind of goes back to the Donner Party. Funnily yeah. enough, uh, historians even reckon that the westward migration in America yeah. was as a result of how bad that year was oh really yeah because the wet like the crops were bad and <laughs> yeah, yeah and that, so that, people started going towards yeah, california it right? affected california in a fierce way where there was actually snow in july actually i have a really i yeah. wrote that i copied this um there's this is from a this, I, yeah what, did I, what do i have here it was yeah in the devastation hit europe which was nine. 9,000 miles away from the eruption that caused the last European famine. And to give you an idea there, the Tambora eruption, now, they reckon it was a pretty big eruption, right? Mm. But they reckon that if Yellowstone went up, it would be 50 to 100 times bigger. So everything we talk about <laughs> when we're talking about the year without a summer, then you can assume would be oh, fifty to a hundred times worse. Like pretty much is yeah. it every so like? So even though you're going from say one degree to six degrees in terms of temperature changes around the world, it's still fifty times worse overall when yeah. you gather up all the other things yeah, and the yeah. size of the eruption and well, it's the size of the eruption, the devastation, and the amount of ash. Is mm. fifty to a hundred times more. Like obviously, the devastation would be worse; would exceed even the fifty times because yeah. it's going off in a more populated area. But in terms of how it affects globally, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. The um, <laughs> and I said this in the last in when we done the road, but I just really like the fact that the the tsunami caused by Mount Tamora traveled the world. What was it uh, three and a half times or something? Oh, yeah, or no, it, it was more. Did you not say seven? Or? Yeah, maybe it was seven. No, it's not that it went back and forth. It just circled. It went the whole way around. Oh, it just kept going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it was three and... I think it was three and a half. It was recorded seven times, yeah, which yeah. meant it had circled the globe four times. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's what it was. But that's a tsunami that went the entire way around the world <laughs> four times. Um, Makes me think of uh, the planet Interstellar. But you like this? This is uh, this going to feel like our other podcast now? But I just have a uh, mentions from the newspaper, uh, from the time. Oh yeah, uh, this I, is. I looked at some of that stuff and I was like, oh, I don't know, Tony's going to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, Bring about your yes, years news dis- skills, research skills. <laughs> Dispatch from Trenton, New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Um, so this uh, appeared in uh, the Boston Chronicle on June 17th. You've been to Boston during yes, the summer. Have, yeah, yeah. How cold was it? Was not cold. Because <laughs> it was the summer. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so June 17th, 1816. On a night of the sixth instant, after a cold day, Jack Frost paid another visit to this region of the country. I love how they wrote back then. Oh, I know. This is my, that was my favourite thing about doing yesterday's news. <laughs> and, and nipped the beans, cucumbers, and other tender plants. This surely is cold weather for summer. On the fifth, we had quite warm weather. In the afternoon, copious showers attended with lightning and thunder. Then followed high cold winds from the northwest and back again the above mentioned unwelcomed visitor. On the 6th and 7th and 8th of June, fires were quite agreeable company in our habitations. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, uh, sorry, did, the amount of times we used to read articles like this and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but like that um, sounds cold for June. There yeah. was there was like frost in a lot of parts of America. Like it, it snowed yeah. in June in Washington. Yeah. lakes actually froze um this is another the weather during the past summer has been generally consi- considered as very uncommon not only in this country but as it would seem from newspaper accounts in europe also there have been hard frosts in every summer month a fact we have never known before it has also been cold and dry in some parts of europe and very wet in other parts in that quarter of the world so i guess multiplied like 50 <laughs> yeah. to 100 times worse <laughs> <laughs> colder a <laughs> hundred times cold. I don't know <laughs> not quite um yeah no the eruption is but yeah yeah it, it'll it be a lot worse <laughs> that's the I I told this to you already it was uh it wasn't in the other podcast but oh, it yeah. was the year without a summer that inspired Frankenstein and the vampire by Polidori it's how did it inspire Frankenstein well, I guess the mood, just being people writing. Oh, real bleak. And but no, it was um, Lord Byron, the poet. He uh, invited Mary Shelley and Percy. Is that his her husband's name? Well, anyway, uh, he invited a bunch of friends to uh, stay with him yeah. during the summer because they used to have vacation together, but it was so cold, they just stayed up in his... I assume he had a castle. <laughs> yeah, where they could light big fires and sit around them. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, um, you know, they were just staying indoors because he couldn't go out. So he challenged them all to just write. Uh, this is in Switzerland as well. Oh, yeah. And to just come up with her stories one night. Yeah. And whoever, and see who could come up with the best one. And Polidari came up with the vampire, first ever vampire story. Everybody thinks it was Dracula, it wasn't. Oh, yeah. Um, and Mary Shelley came up with Frankenstein. And Byron wrote the poem "The Darkness," yeah, <laughs> which is probably too long to read. But the, the, that, if, if anybody listening, Google "The Darkness" and read that poem. That obviously is directly inspired by what yeah. was what the weather was like. That that's summer. cool. Uh, that's really cool. I didn't know that. That's totally cool. Actually, read it. Yeah, it's a really good um, poem as well. I know you said, "Oh, it inspired them," and I kind of really didn't think much of it. I'm just asking you there now. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, when you think about it. That's cool. Give you an idea of just of some little bit about two other eruptions more recent. Mm. Um, so Mount Saint Helens went off in 1980. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and that was the most deadly and economically destructive volcano eruption in the history of the United States. The eruption reached all the way to Idaho, but killed a small number of people, and the blast of the volcano was heard 700 miles away. 
So the bang of it. With it. Um, and it caused a huge disruption economically. Uh, Can I stop just for a second? Because this yeah. is just interesting with Mount Tambora. I think it's Mount Tambora anyway. Yeah. Because... I think like that was heard for like something like three thousand miles. I remember you saying that, yeah, yeah. But like when ten and I, yeah, and I said this when ten miles. Anybody that heard it when ten miles went deaf, it supposedly is the loudest ever sound heard by humans. Oh, it's, that's been recorded. It's the like, loudest yeah, yeah. thing that ever happened on the on the earth. That's amazing that we know of. Like, that's or the humans really were cool. around for because obviously, if a super volcanoes going off, would have been louder. But. Oh, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I know last week I was saying... I guess in recorded human history, it's the loudest recorded um, sound. I know last week I was saying, what would be our name of our album? <laughs> I, was, I was listening to the podcast this morning. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. That's gone out of my head now. Um, oh, I can't remember. I keep always just thinking of Portable Death Chamber. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you'd, you'd have to call your album Tambora. Yeah. Because like, yeah. if your band was called... Caladera, is it? fantastic name for a band or album i think tambor is a great name for an album and yeah and, and, and you do specifically because you've recorded say a loud album mm. yeah that's good like actually, if we had yeah. an acoustic band and we did an electric album i'd call it tambor yeah yeah that's good actually <laughs> yeah. keep that one in the bank <laughs> <laughs> or if yeah. anybody wants to take that and just record. distribute it to us <laughs> or just like you can take that name if you're a musician but like record us a theme tune oh that's a good idea i have a rough version you just have to record a better version yeah. i was actually going to put that out there to listeners if they want to if anybody actually yeah let's say yeah. this now if anybody out there is in a band yeah and wants to make a team tune Private messages on Facebook. Yes, or yours. Or yes, <laughs> disaster. You can pro- no. I won't check oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Disaster artist podcast. Uh, just PM us, and I'll forward you like the idea we have, like the lyrics and the. Oh yeah, the rough, the rough don't... version. Um, the reason you should, because I know it's like we we I, I really like our openings. We I think we oh, have yeah. good taste in music. If you want us to stop killing musicians, <laughs> but there is a risk. There is a risk that if you record our team tune, I haven't kid, but killed Bob Dylan yet. Yeah, there yes. is a chance that if you record our team tune, you, you will die. die. So <laughs> the last one we used, like Mama Cass, is already dead at least. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, are any of the other members of the Mamas and Papas still alive? I assume so. Yeah, I don't know that much about them. Uh, just Mama Cass. Because <laughs> uh, the ones we used in the... We used a lot of, like, older songs from the 30s yeah, yeah. and that, and they're, I'm sure they're deceased anyway, but... Uh, <laughs> Who have we killed so far? Lemmy, uh, David Bowie, and kind of... We didn't really, but maybe kind of... Uh, Alan Rickman yeah <laughs> because of uh, yeah we were going to do either Home Alone or Die Hard and we done Home Alone but then we didn't mention that we were going to do uh, we mentioned in it that we didn't they're both the same film yeah it's yeah. kind of we te- technically didn't yeah I know yeah, yeah. but I'm um, still taking credit yeah. <laughs> um, anyway <laughs> so um, that was in 1980 then in 1991 there was Mount Pinatubo uh, I'm not actually familiar with that at all. Yeah, which was the largest stratospheric disturbance since since the 
Krakatoa eruption in 1883. Krakatoa is the other one I was talking yeah. about. Uh, you know what? Actually, I think Krakatoa was the loudest ah, sound. Okay. And this was uh, it dropped global temperatures and increased uh, the ozone depletion, caused hurricanes and devastating storms around the globe due to climate change. So, because it was 1991, they were actually able to track and prove that the effects it had on the atmosphere caused like huge storms and hurricanes and stuff across across the world like there was loads of over the next year there was a huge amount of hurricanes and like tsunamis and floods and um crazy like air pressure changes and so that that was a hundred times smaller than Yellowstone hmm. <laughs> just to give you a uh, yeah an idea <laughs> and just to, to go back i'm sorry it was crack i was wrong it was krakatoa i just had the wrong name it was krakatoa that w- could be heard for three thousand miles in 1893 uh, 1883 80, oh i thought 1890 yeah. um 1883 so and well that's the fact and that was no well i was just going off my head yeah, so yeah. i'm gonna trust you and it was that no, that <laughs> and it was that that uh my is apparently the loudest sound ever heard in recorded human history because well, I suppose when you think about it it wouldn't even necessarily have to be that big an eruption it would just have to be a very loud one if it was a very old volcano and there was a lot of pressure underneath it that it caused such a big pressure explosion yeah, of yeah. the rock above it it would be that loud like popping the champagne you know to go actually i've got there's something here i think i took it down with uh going back to mount tambora to jump around but i've got a description i think i took it down just give me a second i'd love to know what the loudest man-made thing is obviously a nuke but i mean in terms of not necessarily an explosion <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? we'll give you an idea of what uh, eruption is like this in an account um, oh, cool. from the from Mount Tambora, the first explosions were heard on the island in the evening of the 5th of April. They were noticed in every quarter and continued at intervals until the following day. The noise was in the first instance almost universally attributed to distant cannon fire. So much so, the detachment of troops were marched from a nearby province. I No way I could pronounce that. The <laughs> okay. It's... <laughs> Wait, I, I must have copied this wrong. D G O C sorry. D J O C J O C A R T A. How the hell? Um the the From a province. <laughs> <laughs> the expectation that a neighbouring port was attacked and along the coast boats were in two instances dispatched in a quest of a supposed ship in distress. So they thought it was cannon fire, and that's before the big eruption like this is the one in 1815 is it yeah 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 yeah. um sorry i just thought that was the winter or summer or year without summer summer, or 1800 and starved to death oh yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that's a great name for a year i suppose like but the effect that would have had like i wonder how long it took for like agriculture to actually recover it must have been more than one year you know what i mean obviously like the next year they had a successful harvest but it probably still wasn't as good yeah yeah 
also i just remembered why you were saying that i had a when i didn't know years it was because i confused myself back to krakatoa yeah i knew one of those mount one of those eruptions was what inspired munch with the screen painting oh yeah and i was trying to deduct well what when was he when did he die like I wanted, yeah, yeah. which was he alive for but it was Krakatoa yeah, yeah. Uh, okay so that which was a bit later which was what did I say 1883 yeah yeah but which obviously had huge global effects too so much so that uh Edward, Edward Munch was Norwegian wasn't he I don't know well I, <laughs> a Norwegian painter I could be yeah. way wrong on that anyway um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I a painter <laughs> not from the island where the volcano went off, anyway. Yeah. Done yeah. a picture that depicted what the uh, okay, the yeah. sky looked like. So that obviously had global. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that that's one of the things actually. I left it in my notes there. Uh, I realized is that volcanic ash is completely sterile. Right. It yeah. has no because it burns at such high temperatures. It's from Oslo. It has no. <laughs> <laughs> Edward Murray, Oslo, Norway. So I thought that was, I was like sterile people from Oslo. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> I totally didn't get. It. Yeah, it's it's a sterile substance. So like that, it's it's basically ground glass mm. more than say sand is because obviously sand you can melt it and turn it into glass. It's, yeah, yeah, it's pretty much pure glass sand. It's really really fine. Um, be really soft to the touch, but it's sterile. So nothing can grow in it. So even if there wasn't enough of it in the air to block out the sun, everywhere it lands, all like bacteria can't survive, plant life can't survive in it, animal life can't survive in it. So if it's deep enough and then it's just in the air, you're breathing it in and like that's what I was saying, those all those animals that were like a thousand miles away that uh like they mutated and died and stuff. It was just been every time every time they moved, even if it wasn't even if it had all settled, it's so fine that every time they moved, they just kicked it back up into the air around them and then they're like breathing it in and stuff. So it's just, it's not a good way to be. It's only after a couple of years of it being kind of absorbed more into the ground and like rain breaking it up and all that kind of stuff. Then once it's in soil, mixed into the soil, it's actually very fertile because yeah, it encourages bacteria. It's full of um, minerals and things that are really good for like growing vegetation yeah yeah uh, but as itself it's completely sterile so nothing grows in it (laughs) Uh, and so that's what just kills agriculture so yeah yellowstone goes plant life is devastated there will be parts of the world that will still might be okay but not a lot do you know what parts of the world most certainly will not be okay though why um, I have a list here, and this is, I know for a fact that there's, there's maybe a very few, but there's some people listening to this now Yeah, they're going to be terrified. Because <laughs> I know from the, the analytics of where we have downloads oh, that they live there. Nice. Four cities. Which would be the worst, is it? Permanently abandoned. Like, they will just, they're hopeless. Yeah. If Yellowstones went off. It's Billings, Montana, Cheyenne, Wyoming which we have a we definitely have i've seen oh, no. uh denver colorado which also we've have listeners there sorry you're you're gone yeah. and salt lake city utah wow they're what they reckon so you can't even hide in cheyenne mountain <laughs> 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 that's it <laughs> you're screwed 
I assume would that have uh, anything got to do with why they chose Cheyenne Mountain, though? I don't know, maybe. Uh, <laughs> well, you'd be buried under ash, so you couldn't. I don't know enough. Well, about, it depends how far away they are. You see, I don't know about enough about Cheyenne Mountain. Like Cheyenne Mountain's so huge, that is it like so high that it's is it a case that like if you have any hope if you're in that region, it's in Cheyenne Mountain? Probably. It's it's a nuclear bunker though, isn't it? It's designed to yeah, yeah. survive like a nuke being dropped on top of it. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> we covered Cheyenne Mountain in the Fallout stuff, but we should yeah, actually yeah. do we should do a proper episode a just on yeah because we didn't yeah there is stuff we could learn yeah. about it. Um, we should as part of it we should go up to that place in the north that's for sale and do a tour. Yeah, <laughs> good. we we saw her recently. We we're like, oh, that'd be cool production offices up in Northern Ireland. There's a nuclear oh, bunker for that's now in it's privately owned now. It used to be a British government uh, bunker, hmm. and it's now for sale. And it's on what like ten acres or something. Ten there? acres of land, I think. And it's like like under and it's two stories, but it's I think three under, is it underground yeah. and it has like a botanical gardens inside. Yeah, it and stuff. but it's it's for sale as like a house. I think it's <laughs> three because they have it said it's because it's got a ground floor, a first floor, and a second floor, which is really weird to think about underground. But it, yeah, having it's going a, the other way, having yeah, a ground yeah. floor, so it's zero minus one minus two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's. Uh, we were both saying it would be great production offices. <laughs> it was only about half a million, I think. Yeah, sale, yeah. We just throw to... that together. Yeah. So uh, I think like, if you just want to donate, maybe let we us can. Buy it. Maybe we can all buy it. Like if if we and our, and, and the listeners, everybody pitch puts in, in like a hundred quid. Yeah, and then it's just like it's like first come first serve. Then <laughs> like whatever, if it holds two hundred people, the first two hundred of our listeners to get oh, there. We, yeah, we we pre-sale tickets so we can buy it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not actually a bad idea. So you're buying like a co-op because me, so only only the people who invested in it are allowed in. <laughs> yeah, and it's first come first serve. Yeah, we we'll yeah. get there first. Uh, well, of course we we'll have the keys. So. <laughs> <laughs> you get there and there's like a thousand people outside all with tickets. You're like, oh, it's like most. I think like at least like sixty seventy percent of our listeners are not in, Ire- in Ireland. So we'll yeah, yeah. we'll be closer than. <laughs> At mo- like we'd be closer than most people yeah, that'd be a great kickstarter campaign yeah. <laughs> um, book your seat for the apocalypse but if you're in America and Yellowstone goes off you kind of you, you kind of have to be a bit worried anyway because 80% of the US would be covered with ash Yeah, 30% of the US would be pretty much unusable and the rest so, of it, it the rest of it is the road <laughs> yeah the, like that that's it that's it you know what i mean like, not even necessarily that's what's happened in the road but your worst case scenario or so your best case scenario is that you're now living in the road yeah yeah that, that's <laughs> true Jesus. because even with with all the ash up in the atmosphere planes can't fly yeah. uh, because when ash goes through a plane engine it turns into ceramic and basically and coats the engine and just fucks it up completely so like like we had here a couple of years ago when was it in Iceland was it in Iceland the volcanic eruption there was like loads of planes or flights yeah, were cancelled yeah. and stuff and it just depended what way the wind was blowing that day that there was no flights and, stuff. and that's what happens when it's just uh, your run of the mill 
volcano, but when it's super volcano, even if for some reason they they were able to fly through it, like it'd be so dark and it'd be so like it'd be impossible to fly in those conditions where you yeah where communications have failed and as I, as I said there, it's like the first thing that's going to happen is there is going to be a eight or eight eight hundred degree Fahrenheit um hurricane. Yeah, yeah, like that's the first. Like that's that's the result of the eruption. That's what's going to be over Yellowstone for a couple of hundred miles. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but then it becomes the question: Do do people have anything to worry about with Yellowstone? Really, it's definitely going to erupt. Yeah, but it probably won't happen soon. And like that, there'll be plenty of warning. Yeah. Like the warning really does nothing for you when it's something like that, you know. It's like, oh, I well, know. no, you mean you might get like a year of build up, yeah. seismic activity that you're like, mm, maybe I'll go visit relatives in England, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and stay there for the next three years, <laughs> like. But no, but that, and that's why you see there is there is theories that maybe the government know a little more about Yellowstone than they're letting on and the reason they wouldn't they wouldn't actually announce any sort of war, very early warnings like that early to prevent panic because if people like imagine people are just abandoned imagine how America would suffer if like millions of people decided oh I'm moving country <laughs> yeah, yeah. like and businesses every, stopped every, investing like that's the thing yeah yeah you see it it like would be devastating for investment. and imagine it ended up being wrong imagine then like five years later it still hadn't gone off and then it'd stop its activity because like they, they yeah all it did was it was just a it's just a bit of movement or yeah because yeah. there was scares like they noticed like the, the the bison in yellowstone only like this only like four or five years ago where they were stampeded and like migrating to other parts like i don't know exactly where but they were migrating to other parts of Yellowstone. Now Yellowstone is huge. It stretches yeah, yeah. into another state, so yeah. that's uh, that's a pretty big migration for bison. And it ended up being nothing other than like there was a few tremors. But there's tremor. Like you walk in Yellowstone any given day, you just can feel tremors, yeah. like because there's plates moving underneath you. Yeah, exactly. And it it did just like cause the bison to be like it was just a slightly a, a bigger than normal. There. Yeah, but that could happen in that happens in loads of like Iceland have that. Any country with yeah, any yeah. it's um it's not a big deal like. No, no. But it was kind of made a big deal and so you can yeah. imagine what could like if that escalated further and further how that could affect. Yeah. I I part of the documentary I watched about it they were going specifically about an eruption. And they've now, with modern satellite technology, managed to actually map the uh, the magma field, magma uh, field or chamber. Sorry, magma chamber that's underneath it. And then they put it over a real map. <laughs> it's just so big, <laughs> and it just covers like a couple of states. Yeah, it's just it's just this like giant like cave of just hot lava just sitting there and it's where it's closest to the surface is all of yellowstone pretty much yeah but then it goes under and it goes under um like this over the state line and everything and it's just crazy how big it is one thing that might you know might cause could be of some concern to people is that scientists have discovered that the ground in yellowstone yeah 
is 74 centimeters higher than it was in 1923. Wow, that's pretty... Yeah. That's a lot. So that does, like, imply that the reservoir... That's uh, like a whole of, yard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nearly a meter, like, wow. Meaning that the reservoir of magma has been... Uh, <laughs> Slowly going up. Yeah, 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 it's been filling. So it well, is... How long has it gone up? Exactly. The, ten, the, the 100 only... years before that, you know. But that's the thing, it might... Because they weren't recording it, so it might yeah. have been... Might have been 200. Another, yeah, <laughs> or it might have been five. <laughs> like, That's the thing. So yeah. it is like Yellowstone is most certainly getting ready to erupt. But that yeah. could be... As I said, it last went off 640,000 years ago. In the last 16 million years, it's gone 15 times. Mm. Now that's super eruption. Or super eruption yeah. Or in the last... 16 million years it went 15 times it has erupted plenty more times than that yeah where magna spewed up out of the earth and spread out and then that was it and it wasn't that big there was maybe a bit of smoke it might have been as big as say St. Helens was and maybe caused a year of that was slightly colder but it was no super uh, eruption you know it would be a, a hundredth of uh, a super one yeah, could have yeah, easily yeah. happened plenty times over those over the last uh, 16 million years but it's just that big one and so roughly you say it's what uh, it's going to happen once every million years it's been 640,000 since the last one so it's going to happen sometime in the next roughly 400,000 years yeah, yeah. <laughs> see it's funny now I'm only going on memory I don't have it written down so I like I'm going to take your word for it but when I remember when I was reading about it like unrelated to research I just remember reading about it before and I always thought that it was it had did this sort of cycle they reckoned was between 600 and 70 and or 600,000 and 750,000 years yeah okay yeah, yeah and we're in between like now it's been like 650 yeah, so the yeah. weird bit. Now I could be wrong, but that's what I remember. It's gonna happen sometime in the next hundred thousand years. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is still like I mean the chances, but it means it can happen anywhere within those hundred thousand. Uh, like that, it could just start tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have also it could be, it certainly could be a hundred thousand. So yeah, either yeah, way, yeah. it's like, like the odds are still yeah, like are, I don't know, a hundred thousand to one. <laughs> like, yeah. So. Okay, you get about, especially now, we're all the way over in Europe. Yeah. Here on our little island. Um, Say it happens tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Also an island completely surrounded by uh, volcanic rock. Yeah, no active volcanoes, but... <laughs> yeah, it's a long, long time since we've done it. Yeah. Like, that's why we all our mountains are quite small. It's because we're such an old terrain. Yeah, yeah. Is. It was... We've no really really massive peak mountains even compared to the alps they're tiny like, yeah, yeah um we're nowhere near any uh spouts or anything <laughs> i don't know where our nearest that volcano we would know be, of that we know of the nearest volcano to us would probably be iceland iceland which isn't far away no i'm looking at the map there yeah it's actually pretty close yeah <laughs> really close <laughs> a lot iceland. closer than yellowstone um <laughs> yeah yeah um but anyway yeah so Yellowstone goes off tomorrow. I'll Google this to show you, and people listening should, to just Google, like, the uh, volcanic rock underneath Iceland. There's a diagram of it on 
Oh, really? Okay, good. Um, so yeah, it goes off tomorrow. And it's going to be erupting for the next two, three weeks. We here, we have at least a week or two warning before we're going to be facing... I'm going to call it fallout, but it's volcano fallout. So yeah. it's that hot, it's that ash in the atmosphere. It's not radioactive fallout. Um, but there'll be ash coming down. We might only get... By the time it gets here, we might get a foot of it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a meter. So... Like a, like a dark snowfall is going to happen here. So it's going to kill our vegetation. But we have time to prepare for that. So we can we can start protecting like uh, agricultural areas. Any like Anything to say we have stuff in greenhouses and polytunnels. It's probably going to be okay. So we're not going to be screwed. But our food production is going to drop massively. We have a population of about 5 million. So we might have enough food for a hundred thousand, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or two hundred thousand. So it's going to cause serious shit here, as well. Um, so I'm thinking, like, my back garden. I should probably just <laughs> cover the whole garden with like plastic sheeting. Yeah. So it's the whole garden is a greenhouse, and then if it does happen, it's just protected. <laughs> I think that's the only way to do it. Um, I think the lesson there for here is to make sure you are growing your own veg and then it's easy for you to cover it up with throw a tarp over it or sh- something over it to protect it for the couple of weeks that the uh, ash is coming down now the sunlight being blocked out then is an issue that's Iceland and that's what's under it <laughs> holy crap <laughs> and that's slowly uh, pushing up that's incredible that looks like I'm trying to, the best way to describe that is that is like an arm somebody holding out their hand with a sheet of paper on it and Iceland is the sheet of paper yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and their arm is, is the... lava yeah <laughs> holding up that sheet of paper that's the only way I can yeah. describe it in fact it's bigger it's like putting a sheet of paper on the trunk of a tree after you've cut a tree down <laughs> and uh, like you know a small tree but and still... I don't even know of like but it's not even like it's only that's only that's happening only a couple of miles below as well like it's not even that far (laughs) so like Iceland just at some point in the well obviously still you're talking 100,000 years but Iceland will just not be there but then Iceland's relatively new country in terms of geographically speaking because, like, we usually do, like, about how you survive on this podcast, but, like, yeah. we, uh, <laughs> we, we don't. don't. <laughs> um, but with this one, yeah, I think it is more a question of how likely it is, because, I mean, we're going to we're gonna do survival, we're going to yeah. do some, some stuff in the second part anyway, but, yeah, I mean, with surviving Yellowstone, yeah. I mean... Um, we do because we're not actually it doesn't directly affect us so like it we will just, but not as badly no yeah but i mean the yeah the actual eruption doesn't directly affect us it's what happens afterwards yeah it's and we've already it's the it's the seven year winter we have afterwards yeah and that's um, like what we already kind of discussed that in the road anyway like we, we kind of yeah, know what yeah. we're in for in that well like i was saying here we'd have a slightly better chance yeah yeah and we there'd be ways of surviving here we would have a percentage of food will be like we'll still be able to produce it 
you'll start doing that like home producing food and yeah you, you'll start like as like exactly as i said in the small way you'd have to have a polytunnel that you put lights in to yeah. to grow your vegetables because and the only way you can generate power for the lights is going to be through wind or just burning wood or something like you know it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, like burning fossil fuels and stuff and that's but industry and everything is just going to come to a standpoint <laughs> yeah yeah uh, you take we'll, we'll be in a slightly we'll be living in the road but where there'll be less cannibalism where if you're in the states you're full on in the road <laughs> yeah though it, it kind of like the, the idea of like the sort of government collapse and the breakdown of society that comes a, as a result of events like that yeah. i think would hit ireland ireland very hard yeah, yeah because definitely. i mean even right now ireland isn't in a good position <laughs> no we have an election uh, <laughs> yeah. this week actually um, <laughs> so next week we might be completely fucked. yeah <laughs> well, ireland feels like do ireland feels just, like at the moment ireland feels like it could run a tipping point uh, yeah, yeah anyway yeah. like so it's uh yeah um, i think we could crash quicker than other countries too if there was yeah. a, a we rely a, a lot on imports yeah and uh, we rely rely a lot on Europe and the UK to support us for a lot of things, and you would lose. Obviously, like a flight is gone, so the only way to get to other countries now is by boat. And yeah, all that. yeah, so you're slowing down everything. Like. We talk about like Ireland get would get on better than a lot of parts of America, but you think like uh, the six percent or the six degree drop in yeah, climate yeah. here, here versus like California, you know, we get <laughs> worse than <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah. Like our highest temperature last summer was something like twenty two degrees <laughs> Celsius, Celsius. <laughs> which is I don't even know what that is in Fahrenheit. It's probably no, it's, um, it's probably about forty five or something. Like, yeah, it's not that. It's not that warm. Though we had like fifteen degrees on Christmas Day or something, wasn't it? Something like that. Um, I remember one Saturday before Christmas. I think we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we I did, was yeah. shopping and it was like eighteen degrees at seven o'clock in the evening. In December, it was really yeah. weird. Yeah. Plus, that was just a weird freak of weather. No, I, I imagine how we would be here is, I see myself with my uh, windmill-powered polytunnel and a shotgun <laughs> sitting there, keeping away the savage neighbours who are trying to steal my food. Yeah, yeah, And that'll be the rest of my life. Or, well, it'll be the next say 10 years of my life <laughs> yeah, yeah until the ground recovers and then suddenly like farming agriculture grows back again and uh it'd be a simple life anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be worrying about your debts anymore or yeah, it's your, just... your mortgages anymore that, that'd be gone the yeah. uh, <laughs> i think globally population's gonna drop by like at least two-thirds yeah it's gonna be a huge population drop um, it will be like society starting over again, but we'll have all the knowledge of this society. So, to a point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll still have technology. It just won't have advanced over the next 15 years. Say so it'll stay exactly where it is now. And we'll, so much communication will be messed up, especially transport, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But think of like how many... A Lewis strike will be the last of your worries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many like... Um, industries like online and stuff. How many servers are near Yellowstone? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, in which the internet would die as a result of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. There's just so much. Uh, so many different things would be affected. Yeah. 
It would affect everything. That's the thing. Yeah, of course. There's, no, there's nothing. There's no part of life it wouldn't affect. I don't think. The other uh, side of it too is it's like, like water. Actually, didn't think of that. Like, imagine a world though. Like, you you have four to five uh, super volcanoes in the world. Um, maybe <laughs> we should have uh, done research on all the other ones too. Because what happens yeah. if like Yellowstone goes off and then five thousand years later another one goes off? You know, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or what happens just because like you just it's kind of like a roll of the dice anyway. What happens if like Yellowstones go off, things getting back together, and twenty then, years, and it's only been twenty years, but just and by then, and then Iceland goes up, yeah, just by some sheer co like just well, you, that's you, just how the cards <laughs> fell. Like. You're just standing there in your uh, in your um, in your woolly your woolly jumper made from your own sheep. Yeah. Standing there harvesting some corn, and you just look up and you go, oh, "Not again!" <laughs> like, and, you're, and you're now an old man. Like, you know. I would like to know what the odds of that are happening. I'd say it's like so you can't actually put a figure on it. That it's so like like your kids or grandkids are like, "What is it? What is it?" And you're like, oh, "Here we go again." <laughs> <laughs> Like that, yeah, happens. Yellowstone goes tomorrow, so then the next one goes off when we're in our 50s. Yeah. And you're just like, Ugh. imagine living through two super volcanoes. <laughs> like... <laughs> uh... Jesus. Um, so, do you think you'd survive? Well, like, yeah, like what you. Going from your point, yeah, I mean, we're yeah. not hit as bad, so like. There's not there's a better chance of living. Nothing, yeah, yeah. There's nothing to that's going to directly kill us. No, it's so it's food shortage will be our thing. Yeah, um, the effect on agriculture. So the odds, of, your odds of survival are really down to what happens in the years following. Yeah, and I we kind of covered that in the road where we worked it that we did. <laughs> but yeah. so, um. What do you say? We'd kill each other's children, isn't it? I, <laughs> <laughs> I think we were bought on different roads when we yeah, meet yeah, on the beach. The, uh, yeah, the like, there's no. The thing was, there's no, there's no uh, lessons to be learned from this episode because no. super volcano goes off. It's look at the draw, really. Like, yeah, yeah, it won't be the extinction of the human race but it'll be bad for a long time and there'll be a much smaller population society yeah. have to start over and uh, it sounds kind of nice actually <laughs> I think. But, which is that's why the only just to go back to the road that's the only reason I think it probably wasn't yeah a super volcano in the road because I, there's no sign of recovery yeah I think because I, I got the impression even though they never say anything but I get the impression that everywhere in the road is about the same, is doing the same as America. Yeah. So I still go with uh, massive meteorite yeah. collisions. I suppose because even like the oceans are dead and everything. Though from, if you think of it, Yellowstone going off, like all that ash is still going to go into the oceans as well. We have a huge effect oh, yeah. on sea life. All these gases and acid yeah. that's yeah, going to poison. Yeah, acid rain's a huge thing, problem yeah. as well. Um, yeah, I suppose, I so, know. Yeah, the effect, the effect on the world is very similar mm. to an asteroid. So, how it went down in the road, I suppose. It's, yeah, it, it can you be could argue it's one or the other. You it, could, you can make any. I mean, you could argue that 
in the road it could have been an alien invasion that happened 10 years ago they wiped out most of the humans there was no food left for them so they fecked back to their own planet and just left every and everybody <laughs> left just, just with the scraps yeah <laughs> um, yeah i suppose uh, uh it's a good theory yeah um, i got the feeling they would have mentioned that people would still be talking about that <laughs> <laughs> it's a good story actually the um uh our, are we done? <laughs> I, I think we're, we're done for now because we're yeah, going to yeah. stay with this. We're going to talk about more the more yeah. survival, survivable yeah. Yeah. Uh, volcanic eruption next week. Yeah, we're going to go watch uh, Dante's Peak. Or well, I don't know. I saw it loads as a kid. So yeah. I'll go watch it. I'll watch the trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll read up a synopsis on it. And yeah, so and do do if anybody wants to record a team tune, do. Oh, email I us. would love that so much. And you can call your band. Uh, what did we say? All that? Portable Death right? Chamber? Oh no! Uh, t- <laughs> oh, the album. Sorry, t- Tambora was the Tambora. Yeah, yeah. The album name. Is you it, can call it, yourself that's your loud album. Portable Death Chamber as well, if you want. Oh really? You gonna let them? Oh. <laughs> yeah, team tune. <laughs> yeah, if you, yeah, that's the that's your payment for a team tune. We'll let you have that awesome name. <laughs> oh, we should give a prize for it. Oh, we will. We we'll, think it's they'll a... get a plug all the time. Um. I did have an idea, actually. You could be internet famous I did. to tens of people. <laughs> I was clearing out some uh, old books the other day to bring yeah. to a charity store. And, like, there's some stuff that I like, but, you know, I won't reread and yeah. stuff. And I didn't notice a lot of them were, like, sci-fi and some post-apocalyptic type stuff. Yeah. Stuff, st- stuff we'll probably cover eventually. And we don't have any of our own merch or anything. And we don't have sponsors. So we don't have anything uh, for So you comp- held on to the books? <laughs> yeah. So we don't have anything for competitions. But I was thinking like it could be a nice thing to uh, get together a stack of books of stuff we cover and give them out as prizes. That's really good. Because that's a nice sort of novelty. It's the actual book that we would have read to cover the episode. It's somewhat... Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's nicer than just getting a random second-hand book. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know, maybe we could do something like that. So we put together like a reading list and then give it to you. Kind of, yeah. But I think you'd just get a stack of them and it'd be one winner rather than like a book. Oh, well, yeah. Because... Yeah, so it's like, so win all these books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a good idea. And they'll all be crumpled up and stuff. Yeah. We'll burn all the edges <laughs> of the books. <laughs> I think that's us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so... Uh, yeah, please, guys. So, oh, somebody gave us a really nice review on iTunes there a few days ago, whoever that was. Uh, yeah. We had a really you. nice guy on uh, Facebook as well. Uh, and I'm, I'm actually going to pull him up because he said it's really nice. So, oh, yeah, uh, I saw that. I'm going to find him now. Give me two. And I've never seconds. actually seen The Edge. Um, oh, have you? he suggested we yeah, watch yeah. Uh, The Edge. It's, it's Alec rem- Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins. I've seen bits of it because well, I didn't know when he said it and I saw you'd replied to it and I didn't know what it was by the vague memory of the name and then I looked it up and I was like, yeah, I have. I've seen... It's, do you know what it was? Because we were talking about our scenario where I would eat yeah. And I think he kind of... And when we were talking about that, I was thinking in my head, I was like, that sounds really like that movie with Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins. And I couldn't think of the name of the movie. And it's all about them like trying to survive... And there's like a stuff with a bear mm. and all this kind of stuff. And then... Uh, Did that come out around the same time as The Rock? Because I think that's... I was confusing them both in my head. Uh, it probably did. And Sean Connery's in one and Anthony, you know, they're both the same class, like, same era of actors, kind of. But yeah, I, I looked it up and I have vague memories of, see, you know, catching... It'd be on primetime TV and I'd catch the end or something. Yeah. I think we should definitely do the edge, and it's a Facebook name. I don't know. You probably shouldn't actually give out names, though, should? You? Um, 
I was going to say his first name. Okay, yeah, yeah. Is uh, Tabor, T-A-B-E-R. Um, and give a big shout out to you and really glad, happy you like the podcast. And uh, he's sharing, he's been sharing the podcast with his girlfriend and his sister. <laughs> he's getting them into it yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So Tabor, thank you very much. And uh, we're definitely going to do The Edge based on that. Saw some guy called Gary as well had commented. I don't know who oh, he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gary listens to us all the time. He's a he's a guy we went to college with, and he's no, oh, yeah, Gary. Thanks for he he does lots of sharing and stuff for us. So he, you're a good guy, Gary. Thanks, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so if you want to add to uh, the goodwill, please subscribe and yeah, join, like us. Join Tabor and Gary, and uh, we'll give you shout outs as well if you yeah. talk to us. And uh, review us would be awesome, but just to like our facebook even is enough like yeah, just uh be brilliant. it's a good way to just we need to get a reading on how many people are actually listening to because yeah. our analytics are kind of not really accurate and stuff but yeah. yeah but yeah we'll see you next week for uh dante's peak and until then have a nice apocalypse